Hello, you're listening to Talking Utter Slot, the slot car podcast. I'm Scott, and this is my co-host, the pain in the neck that is... <laughs> Pedro. <laughs> to get the answer, to understand why he's done that, let me just completely throw our normal intro, dear listener. You have to listen at the end, because at the end there's an outtake. On you go. Thank you very much. In this episode of Talking Utter Slot, we are keenly awaiting the Le Mans 24-hour race. The greatest motor race of them all. The source of inspiration for slot car makers from their earliest days. I'll also be telling Pedro how much fun he missed at the Abergavenny slot car rally. Racing is life. Anything that happens before or after is just waiting. The famous and often misquoted lines from the best motor film, motor film, motor racing film ever. That's right. Herbie goes to Monte Carlo. No, that wasn't a good joke earlier. It's not a good joke now, but of course, I mean, <laughs> the ball. <I'm laughs> too late. Um, mm. But anyway, it's the waiting. Of course, I am waiting on Le Mans. I've been looking forward to Le Mans for most of this year. In fact, some of last year since the new rules were announced and the hypercars and Ferrari and Porsche coming back and all sorts of good stuff. And it's finally there. It's sort of hopefully by the time this podcast has been published, uh, it'll be literally just 24 hours or so away from the race starting. So I'm going to be staying up as much of the 24 hours as I can, albeit in front of my telly with the close proximity of plumbing and a kettle, unlike the old days when I used to go and camp at the track. Lightweight. And there was no... Absolute lightweight. First time I went, I didn't have a tent with me, and I was gutted that I fell asleep for 20 minutes at some time, about 5 o'clock in the morning. Fortunately, as I was relying on, the French weather um, played fair by me, and I was able to sleep out and not get too cold. But I, uh, these people who take tents and caravans and campers, lightweights. <laughs> well, I've done all of that. The first year we went it was on a bus and we didn't have a tent, so I had to stay up all night. And you couldn't even go back somewhere and sit down. I remember yeah. buying a cup of onion soup just to hold to keep warm. <laughs> <laughs> what was So what was the first time you went then? 1983. Oh, you're hardcore. Wow. 83. Uh, 83. Oh, good, good call, I think. I tried oh. struggling to think what would have been running. Oh, it was the sort of second year of Group C. <gasps> uh, so factory Porsches plus some the early customer ones and some sort of and some optimistic dodgy spice things. A lot. Well, no more optimistic rondos and all that kind of thing and WMs. Right. So they were still. You know, still that flavour of things you could cobble together in a garage that people would bring and run. So, which was it, which was good. Could had no idea what was going on, of course, because the no internet or radio Le Mans in those days. Um, but every hour on the hour, the the track tannoy would have the top ten positions in English. <laughs> so that was the only way you could find <laughs> that was out. It. It was that was it. Wow. There was no other way of finding out what went on. Um, but nevertheless, I loved it and uh, went a lot a few times. Also. But now, now that I'm old and I enjoy comfort and the ready accessibility of plumbing, uh, I like to watch from home. And to be honest, you see more because the television coverage is wall to wall. You can follow in car on different cars or you can watch the track feed. You can listen to the Eurosport commentators. You can listen to Lady Lamont commentators. You can follow the lap times and the lap. There's so much information that it's really great. And I, I genuinely, I love 
endurance racing anyway. Uh, and I think you know this Le Mans is a bit special because it's the hundredth one, and we've got all these great cars. And and we talked about this earlier. We've both been looking forward to the Garage Fifty Six NASCAR, which is a Chevy something or other, which Jensen Button and Rockefeller and Jimmy Johnson are driving. So it's been allowed in. It doesn't really fit the rules, and they've kind of cobbled it together. And we were both looking forward to the noise it was going to make, and it doesn't disappoint. But it's also pretty quick. It's great. I, I want to take issue with looking forward. I I do have a uh, old continental, old European view of it, um, and I I'm curious about it, but I'm not super excited. I was blown away when I looked yesterday, and it was like fourth on the timesheets, and not. I think we both watched a video that. Uh, Bun- Bun- Bunsen, <laughs> that Jensen Bunsen man, Bunsen burner, and-, <laughs> and here we go. Here's here's the gag. He was quite literally setting the timing. Oh, well done, quality. Sorry, well that was done, a genuine well um, spoonerism. Jensen Button was only two hundred, no, two seconds. I don't know. He was two somethings off the um, the top times, which is quite impressive. And I commented in a giggly way. At how preposterous the machine looked, uh, and particularly with that plexi rear. Well, we can't call it a wing, it's a wall on the back, <laughs> it's a dam, an air dam at the back. But it'll be interesting to see, it will be interesting. Okay, I am moderately uh, curious about how it goes. Does, is it going to just destroy its tyres? Is what I want to know. Will the torque uh, just eat them up? Well, one thing that Jensen said was because they were worried about how fast it was going to be through the fast corners because it's going to go, it accelerates very quickly, hits an aerodynamic brick wall. But I mean, <laughs> then, then, uh, but it manages to keep, but they were worried about through the fast corners, was it going to be really slow? And apparently it's not, but he said it's got a bit of understeer. Um, now that doesn't sound good on an endurance race because you're going to no. have to commit. But they're not, I mean, they're, they're there for fun, they're there to, yeah. you know give a point of interest for American viewers who don't follow endurance racing and for Europeans who don't follow NASCAR. It's so it's it's already done its job in a way. Uh, the only thing I'm slightly disappointed of is the livery is a bit mm, subdued. Oh, yeah. I would have yeah, I would have thought something a bit more pizzazzy, but uh but there you go. Can't have everything. Well I was slightly fearful it would have the stars and stripes all over it. Uh as is the way that um God bless them. The Americans love their flag, um, well, but yeah. it's pretty subdued. Maybe they're maybe it's currently running in some kind of I don't know testing paint job, and it'll get a bit more exciting nearer the time. You, I wondered, you looking at it, whether or not anyone other than those fools who do the three D printing would um, would not go on out, as it were. No, uh, it's, sort of, I, it's right up Carrera Street. I would have thought. Exactly my thought. I thought it's a kind of Carrera kind of car, that one, isn't mm. it? Yeah. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll find out. I think, would you buy one if they made it? Certainly not. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Let's encourage the maker. <laughs> oh, I wondered if they would make it. I didn't say I'd buy it. You wouldn't buy them. But mm. you have you have bought a number of Le Mans-based models, haven't you? You did confess oh, this. Oh, once again, it's just seamless. It really is. I doff my hat or my chapeau, as I should say. Your uh, chapeau. My chapeau. Uh, yes, Scott, I have bought a lot of Le Mans cars, funnily enough. Because it's. And, hmm, well, I mean, I don't. I buy GT cars and they just happen to run at the mall, I think. I don't necessarily buy Le Mans cars. 
So if you were faced with a car in multiple liveries and one of them was Le Mans and one wasn't, would you be swayed towards the Le Mans car? Uh, that's interesting. Well, I'd have to go with my uh, Pedro's rules of slot car purchasing, though, because rule one is buy cars that you have seen running. So if I have seen it run at Le Mans or at Silverstone, if I've seen it run, I would buy it. I don't think the Le Mans livery would necessarily sway me one way or the other. Like if, oh, well, I'm going too deep with this now, if it was a Le Mans car, but it had also run at Silverstone and I had seen it at Silverstone, I would buy that livery. Although in fairness, they probably wouldn't change the livery that much. 10 minutes, 10 minutes and it's a livery. <laughs> Uh, I don't think not these days, but I think in the back in the sort of seventies and eighties and stuff, the liveries would change practically every race sometimes, wouldn't they? But um, I I get sweet. I think it's like with Monte Carlo and rally cars, and we'll come to rally cars later. Um, if it's a Monte Carlo or an RAC livery and number plate, I, that tends to sway me a little bit. I mean, it's not a compulsion. I don't have to buy all of them, but if there's, if there's a choice, those are the ones I quite like. But um, no, Lamont, But you mentioned Stars and Stripes. One of my favourite liveries on the slot at Group C Porsche is the Stars and Stripe livery, which I think was from 84 or something. And uh, I'd long liked it. And then last year or the year before, Electric Dreams, the the big retailer and the pendle of North America, uh, if we can put it that way, they held. Uh, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> they talk like that then. They say, "All right, you want to buy a Group C car, do you? All right, I'll, I'll put that on your credit card." <laughs> I think they've got more, more of an American continental oh. accent. Funnily oh. enough, yeah, anyway, what well. uh, based in LA, but the the weather's better at Electric Dreams, <laughs> I think. But anyway, the point I'm making, they had a they had a race series or a race event. And they produced the most beautiful poster for it, which was that car, that model with the stars and stripes, sort of in the centre of a graphic uh, representation of the flag. And it was so good. I was really, they were selling a poster of it, a sort of A3, A2 poster of it. But the the postage from America to here just made it insane. But it was very nice. But that car is a nice one. You're going on about the car, and I'm absolutely struggling to picture it i do not recall seeing that particular library on the um Porsche. it's what oh, it's what it's one of those because it was literally just the flag and i think the only thing written on it was spirit of america from memory you sure you're not there. thinking of that uh mahusive corvette um nightmare that had no. spirit of america on it or am i getting that wrong Oh, two old people talking about stuff i don't know <laughs> i'd have to do live googling but anyway we can look at that it's a nine. It's a nine five six, and it's basically just stars and stripes. There's nothing else on it. Race numbers, um, which always begged the question: Who was paying for it? Because there's no no I'm sure the American taxpayer or the the U.S. tourist board hadn't paid for it. So I don't know who paid for it. But that's a secondary condition. It's a lovely looking car. Dealers probably paid for it. The Whittingtons. <laughs> Oh God, uh, we haven't got we haven't got a lawyer, have we? Uh, keep no, we haven't. Name. Not yet. No, yet. No. It has got some sponsorship on it, um, but not a lot. Sachs apparently supplied some suspension bits. I think that's the trade the trade stuff that was that Kramer that run it or Yost. I can't remember. I'm struggling to find anything yeah. other than pictures of uh, models of it. To be honest, 
Yeah, none I think of it them was... being slot ones. I I see uh, that one completely eluded me. It is actually quite a nice library. Um, it's not what I imagined. It's quite yeah. It's it's okay. I'm going to say it's there. You go. It's okay. Um, but it has completely escaped me. I did not know they had released that one. Okay, 1986. It actually managed third place. Allegedly, I was there. That there's another one. I was there. I like that idea. Things you've seen. Oh, oh, dude! Did... I, the, yeah, my respect goes up if you were there in the Group C era. I, I was... knew a mechanic on the um, Jags that Tom Walkinshaw took, probably in eighty-seven, eighty-eight, or so. Um, if he took Jags there in those years, I don't know. But he lived up the road from me, um, and uh, I was slightly in awe of him. One because he worked on the Jags, and two because he'd gone to Lamont. And I just, I'm now, I'm actually finding myself respecting you a little bit more because you saw Group C's. That's because odd, I'm, isn't it? Because I'm very old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, well, I think I think there's a compliment buried in there somewhere. No, there is. Like you that. saw Group C's race. I've only ever seen Group C's do demo runs and pretend racing at Silverstone things. Um, well, at, to, at the risk of increasing your admiration for me, not only did I see them race, I saw the Jaguars win. And, ah, um, okay. and the, the drive back out of the track with the roads were lined with French uh, villagers hand, literally handing out bottles of wine and things to people. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. Well, I think it was the first non-German victory at Le Mans oh, for I see. some time. So, um, Anyway, God, yeah, imagine would... what they'd do if the Rondos or Rondeur or whatever they were called. Yeah, actually. well, that was 1980, was it the Rondo one? So I wasn't the other Oh, they did? Oh, okay. So oh, I thought yeah. they were just um, ever hopeful. No, no, they did. Not enough. You're not, you're not doing enough studying. It's sort of a, as I, I just mentioned before, in the run-up to Le Mans, I kind of almost sickened myself because I pull out the old books and magazines and sit and pour over them and watch old videos. And in fact... The other delivery I'm waiting on today is a new book uh, called Le Mans, funnily enough, by Richard Williams, who is a very interesting journalist. He writes or used to present old grey whistle tests, has written some really good books on the music biz and some very good books on the motor racing biz. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. He's one of those very few authors which I'll buy on the basis of him writing it. I'll think it must be interesting. So the combination of that and Le Mans, boom! So I'm going to try and get that read before next Saturday lunchtime. Did I, as is my want, miss something here? You, you, you're referring to that as a, a second delivery. What was the yes. first delivery? Ah, I think, because I haven't opened the box, it was a shoebox-sized shape, and I think it contains a fly march uh, in the Bellevue livery, i.e. The, the Williams run one. Which I managed to. Uh, now I hope I hope the guy I bought it from isn't listening, <laughs> uh, <laughs> because I bought it for what I thought was a really good price. Uh, I was amazed I won it for the price I got it for. Um, so I hope it's a good card in one piece. I haven't opened the box. I mean, just open this box and it'll go ha. There's a pile of bits. But anyway, um, so that's what I bought. I couldn't uh, couldn't resist. So not Le Mans themed, which is why I wasn't really mentioning it. Ah, okay. Uh, I just thought you mentioned it, and I'd like completely zoned out. Not unusual. Totally, totally unlike me. Talking about that, and I mentioned so, so Le Mans, the significance to Le Mans for slots is, I think, um, people who like motor racing kind of like endurance racing, and people who like that kind of like slot cars, etc. But the, so the two overlap quite a lot. 
And I think almost every range, I'm going to correct myself here, every range has got some sort of Le Mans car in it, right from the early mm. days, you know, C types or uh, or D types and you know, old Ferraris. From I'm going to say Celtic. not not the current SCX range. Speculating oh, they've maybe got some not GT3s, but I don't think they're Le Mans GT3s. Okay, but they've certainly had them in the past. I mean, they were pretty good at doing some of the LMP cars and things, so they've had them in they the were, past. They were, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they uh, did the Dome, didn't they? Which mm. was a great little wagon. Yeah. Ah, well, they did the Jag and the 787. Of course they did. Yeah, so I think it's, it has a, it clearly has a big pull for everybody. Um, but we were just speculating again, actually, because we talked about this, with the slot car 24-hour races, um, famously the one which takes place in Britain up in Derby, uh, the digital one, um, which I haven't done, haven't been to. It looks fantastic because they even put in a pit lane and a Ferris wheel and trees and all that sort of thing, and they run several hours in the dark. Um, and I think they use mostly slotted, uh, or that kind of, you know, slotted scale auto NSR type cars. Uh, so proper, proper racing, not the sort of thing that you and I do, certainly not the sort of thing I do. But in the spirit of Garage 56, which just to explain for those who might know, so at Le Mans, cars have got to run into legal categories of hypercar or GT or whatever, and there's rules that cover it and they have a whole championship. Garage 56 is reserved as an invitation by the race organisers for kind of quirky cars or new technology or whatever. Um, and so it competes in the race, but it's kind of the, uh, it's not really up against the other ones, uh, which is where this NASCAR has come for the 100th anniversary one. And we think that spirit should be applied to the 24-hour slot car race, and there should be a Garage 56 uh, special entry for us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't, oh. <laughs> well, maybe us. Well, un, under us, uh, under us, me. Well, maybe me. Uh, you're a better racer than I am. Um, but we use a box standard toy car, so you know, a Carrera car or a Scalettris car. It probably won't be as quick. In fact, it definitely won't be. As quick. <laughs> what do you mean, probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, the great the great thing is we don't know a bit exactly like this the NASCAR. So it was invited to the race. Even the race organisers are worried going, oh, it'll be a bit slow, we might have to wave flags, etc. So even they're worried, but they're doing it, the spirit of doing it is, yeah, it's interesting to have it along. I think it would be great to have a box standard car, You only allow, you know, maybe change the tyres, I don't know. But you know, the only thing you're allowed to use is standard components, because you'd have to change braids and, I don't know, tyres at some point, because they'd wear out. And just see how it got on and just see if it could finish. You know, it would be a point of interest because as a as a non-participation person in the race normally, I'm not going to be in one of those teams. I'm not good enough. I don't build cars that go that quick. I don't race cars that are like that. But I do buy stuff from, you know, Amazon toy, toy shelf, which are regular Skeletrics or whatever cars. And to see, could it finish? How long would how would it stand up? I think it would be. I genuinely, I know we started it as a daft idea, but I think it's. I think it has legs. I do not quite agree with you. I think they're so limited on um, on spaces that uh, it's not like the real grid. They are limited on spaces, so they can't give up one to uh, bumbling idiots with a Calera. Um, and they haven't even changed the guide from the deep wood guide. Yeah, first lap round, it's like clunk. Oh my god, we got to change the guide, <laughs> and we're suddenly we're ten laps down. Um, 
I like the idea of it. Yes, I do agree. The idea is great because uh, it would be the whole, um, was it race on Saturday, Sunday, sell on Monday kind of thing. You could genuinely say, because I mentioned in the little chat we had before we start recording, although we were chatting and recording earlier, um, unbeknown to one person, uh, the idea when they say, oh, and a Scalectrix car won the 24 hours at Henley on wherever it is, and, and then you look into it and it's just a Scalectrix body that's been lightened and shaved to an inch in its life and it's got slot it this, slot it that, uh, nothing underneath is still Scalectrix. It, 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 so it's just, this is what gets my goat about people who tune up cars and then still, so they don't tune up, they modify, um, and then say, yeah, it's a scale electric. No, it isn't. But I like the idea of it. I think, uh, it's a sweet idea, sweet, sweet idea, but, um, I don't think it's got legs. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, have you, I've got an, I've got an, an addition to that. If we could have one of each, so there's a Carrera team. And the Skeletrics team, so it's you know it's proper. And now you're taking head. up two of their precious battle spots. of the toys. Yeah, I know, I know. But you know, I can dream. I can dream. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. If the organisers, you know, Gary, if you're listening, <laughs> let me. <laughs> Gary, if we'll... you're listening, Scott would like to do this, uh, and Scott would like to do this, and Scott would like to do this. Scott would like. Uh, Pedro, as, as... he's out. <laughs> Scott would like to. I'll you. Know, I'll speak to Simon at Skeletric, and I'll speak to Gunther at Carrera, and we'll see. You know, this is it. We've got to do it, guys. You know, <laughs> I am. Um, I I don't know quite because I know I'm involved in the conversation we have before we start recording, but that doesn't necessarily mean <laughs> not <alcohol>. always. <laughs> <laughs> so I just wanted to say I don't know whether you would plan to uh, go off on one now about Abergavenny, but. Um, the, the Le Mans race, it looks like something you'd like to have a go at. Uh, the Abergavenny thing you did at the weekend, I've seen some photos now, and I kind of have that, uh, what, I don't know what it is, FOMO. I actually did mow. I missed out, and I feel like I missed out. And um, But don't tell anyone, certainly not you. It looked like you had quite a, the tracks looked great, and I'm sure that was quite a laugh you had. Tell us about it, Scott. Or do you it want was... to do that at a later stage in this podcast? No, no, you just want to move beyond from it. No, yeah, uh, <laughs> no, well, was... give. I think the fact that you're encouraging me to talk about slot car rallying is a huge step forward. The um, it was very good fun. I had a great time. I wish you were there. I try short of driving to Oxford and hijacking you at seven o'clock in the morning. I think uh, all I could do. And there was there were people from your club that were there, so you could have hitched a lift. But anyway, next time. You've got to come. Um, everything about it was I'd looked forward to. It. I've been before. The nice guys. I was sort of so familiar with it. I was looking forward to seeing them playing with the cars. Uh, I even had a nice drive down. The lower left at six in the morning because the sun was shining and the roads were empty. Got my bacon and sausage roll when I arrived. Made a decision on which cars to run. Now one was taken. I got just a recap. I'm allowed to enter four cars into three classes. So there's classic, eighties, nineties, and modern. Uh, and I'd been lent a newly built uh, Rover SD1. So Phil had built that one and very kindly lent it to me. Uh, so slightly nervous because it's someone else's car. <laughs> and I don't want to wreck it. Um, that was in classic. So that was a given. And then I'd got a team slot Audi Quattro, which on my track was pretty, very quick, very forgiving. You could drive it badly and it stayed in the slot. A Ninco Clio, which again, 
suspension, quite a torquey motor, not too big, fits between the gaps. That was good. And my SCX. Stop, 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 stop. When you say Ninko Clio, didn't they do two? Like the original NC1 version, and then there was the. Ah, uh, the uh, later one. Like a Mark the later, II. The later one, yeah. Uh, the, le- the latest one was what you, what you took. Yes, because it's got suspension okay. and a. And what's it? A big motor. It's called a speeder. I'm looking at it as we speak. It's turning out a speeder, and um, it was it was. I did an, an SCX 911 because it's again quickish, but it's narrow and quite forgiving. And although I don't think I'm ever going to win the damn thing, the tracks are very <laughs> twisty uh, and they're often quite bumpy, and they've frequently got narrow gaps or very 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 catchy outy driver. They've got logs or rocks on the inside or the way into corners so if you're a little bit sideways or you're not quite flicking it around the corner you will catch on these things and it will tip you off anyway the rover was fantastic lots of weight in the front it went blatting round. it was a joy to drive i didn't i mean i don't know where i finished i haven't looked at the results but i did reasonably okay the quattro (laughs) the first stage we did was a routed wood beautifully made track beautifully scenic it's fantastic i encourage people go on to to youtube and look for the abergavenny slot rally you'll see the tracks on there or or go on slotforum.com which is quite head and shoulders the best uh forum out there <laughs> others oh, are available but they're just not as good and what are they called what are the others called i don't know <laughs> slot racer online anyway the uh, so the, the the quattro did all right because this was at a billiard table smooth track wonderful Soon as we moved on to the more regular, roughed up Skeletrics Ninko type tracks, the Quattro was a disaster, absolute <laughs> disaster. <laughs> a measure of the disaster, I think it was something like stage eight, and I was no, so there were eight stages in total, so it must have been sort of five or six, which is called Stalevio because it kind of climbs up back and forward, down and back and forward, and. Um, Basically, every hairpin, this damn thing came off. Uh, so I, a typical time, the quick guys were doing it in low 60 seconds. Uh, the non-quick guys were doing it in mid-70s. And what were you <laughs> at, doing? At two and a half minutes. <laughs> That's the important thing. You took part. I didn't. I was sitting at home. Well, it was so bad that when I handed in the timesheet at the end, I said to the, the girl, I said, you're going to come to one of the entries that looks like it's a mistake because it says it says <laughs> two and a half minutes, but it really was two and a half minutes. And bless them, they said, well, there's a there's a maximum time on it, which is two minutes, you, so you've saved 30 seconds. But I was still absolutely last. <laughs> So uh, when that was read out, I must confess I gave a little bit of a cheer because it was the only time I appeared at the end of a list. I was never going to appear at the top, but at least I ended at the bottom. Um, so that was good. So we had a great time, lots of chatting. And what was really interesting was a, a mate came along who'd never been, he just he's moved recently, noticed he was only not far away, met me there. He'd contacted uh, Phil Barry, the organiser beforehand, who'd agreed to lend him controllers and cars. So he leapt in, complete novice virgin, call it what you want. He went round with us, and in his own words, he had a great time. Uh, everybody, people were friendly and accommodating. No, we, we were going round with the guy who ultimately won one of the classes. 
So the mix of abilities was was huge, but there was no edge to it. Lots of banter, lots of everybody's marshalling for each other. It's a good time. So I really encourage people to slot car rallies in general, but if you get a chance to go to one of the Abergavenny events, it's really lovely. So are you going to claim that you were made to run first on the stages and had to clean them up so that the dude in your group who ultimately won could whip round you having done the clean-up? Actually, no. But purely based on the order of the sheets of paper on the clipboard, I ran last every time. Uh, and I, okay, I, so you actually managed to... You watched him mm-hmm. go round and you saw what he did and then you went off and did your own sweet thing. You didn't learn, basically, is what I'm saying. When you come along, dear... Dear listener, can I just point out, at the moment, you can't see this because it's a podcast, but Scott is very pointedly pointing at me in the camera. (laughs) And uh, I think there's a tone in his voice. I'm not sure. No, no, what I'm going to say is when you come along and, you know, put your reputation on the line. (laughs) (laughs) I have no reputation. (laughs) No, watching, watching Gareth go round is, I think, like any time you watch a really good slot racer, it's your slight, or even a real car racer, you kind of slightly slack jawed going, I, yeah. don't, I, can, I can see it happening. I don't quite understand the physics yeah. of it. Um, and I don't think you can learn by watching, really, because it's you can't replicate the trigger control or the way the car's set up or whatever. So and there's a little bit of a benefit because some of the tracks are very uh, intricate in as much as the way the, you know, you're doing, it looks like you're doing the same lap, but it suddenly turns left. Uh, and sometimes it's just keeping track of where the hell you are and what's coming up next. Um, I like I like it on Tinternet, um, Instagram, when you watch a video of the Spaniards doing what they do best, which is a rally track, and you realise that they have it's a it's a two lane track, but because there's a crossover somewhere, they're going to go in one direction, and then suddenly they're coming back on the same piece, but in the other direction. And I like the um, the use of space basically that they are doubling the length of the stage by just sort of coming backwards on it um well it's well, a simple thing but it, it's quite quite sweet also just to say it um there was a, on today i think there was an instagram feed of a 124th rally stage that i saw and that looked amazing it almost looked as he put the um scandy flick into action around a corner the flour or cocoa powder that he chucked up it almost looked sort of properly scale and you know, it looked the business. It is good. I've I mean hats off to the guy. The guys have been running this thing now for well, Phil told me one of the tracks that we use, he says is 30 years old. Wow. So um but all, all, the Ninko track was just Ninko track laid out very wiggly wiggly and barriers. There was no sort of scenery on it. All the other tracks were scenery, surface textures, buildings, the whole thing. They're lovely to to run on. I mean, they're very they're interesting. Not none of them are kind of the same. Um, witness the fact that my quarter would go around some, but not others. And um, no, it's the various. I think we we used to look across at the pictures, in, and undoubtedly the Spanish events are much bigger. There's more people. You know that the Abergavenny club. There was eight tracks there yesterday, and seven of them were all scenic. Uh, so it was good fun. I just as you were uh, talking there, I, two things. One, I was listening. <laughs> yeah, well, it's the first time for everything. And two, I was suddenly realizing I don't think I've ever properly run 
on a scenic track. I have dreams of a scenic track. I have yet, I have spent yet more time on Magnetic Racing's <laughs> website between last podcast and this. I've I've gone back and I've had another look and I'm trying to look at my baseboards and thinking could i justify a marshall's hut or something or a grandstand in the court no i can't um but i don't think i've ever run on a properly properly scenic track and that's that is the child in me wants what he saw as a kid that's what i want to do now i do want a scenic track i've done for a long time i i it is it's not fear of missing out i did miss out didn't i why didn't you ask me to come, Scott? I don't understand why you didn't suggest that I came. Uh, yes, I must remember to do that next time. Yeah, that's a bit selfish of you, mate. You miserable git. Anyway, what I, what I said, if, if anybody wants, go to Swift Slots, Swift Slots, or YouTube channel. Um, there's a little video which shows you the tracks, but particularly for you, it, look at the, it shows you one which is called, um, oh, I can't remember now, but it's the new one, it's the routed one. And if you want a scenic track, uh, it's it. beautiful. It's beautiful. It's like, it's got everything you would want overpasses, underpasses, banked corner, buildings, lighting. I'll, I'll, t- I'll actually take this opportunity for um, the listeners now, the imaginary Canadian, the two Americans, that guy in Sweden. Um, you can tune out now because uh, effectively the podcast is finished. I This is just directed at one person who I believe listens uh, and I believe has made a routed track. Um, and he claims he's made a routed track and he claims that he'll let me race on it. But I haven't, you know, haven't that hasn't happened yet. He claims he's busy working, but I don't believe that he goes off twitching for goodness sakes um so yeah i might get to run on a scenic track one day maybe okay let's resume normal podcasting sadly lost the audience he knows he knows who he is and i will get a kick in the shins probably tomorrow (laughs) oh no we won't put this out that quick will we okay well not the only before we move on from amagavini just to see uh sort of publicly thank you to the guys at the club who put the effort into organizing it and having all the tracks all set up uh and you know arranging the caterers to be in it's not easy and they do but the only thing they get for it is some thanks um and thank you for sorry how many Mm. punters do they get uh 20 odds i think oh, I, I, wow. I, okay. I didn't i didn't do a head count but uh that sort of i was scale. expecting more yeah, and um and then the so and i said especially to the group i went around with so my friend ian it was his first time and gareth and matthew it was as we had you know we had a good time together all mixed abilities and no there was no kind of prima donnish or or tutting at the endless going off of my quattro so well, no quite clearly because i wasn't there that's why those aspects were missing oh i would yeah. have tutted scott i would have tutted. you would have tutted yeah. you would have tutted all right <laughs> so let us move on from rallying and uh come to the nation's favorite part of the show what's caught your eye this week we need a theme tune dun, dun, dun. <laughs> improvised theme tune What's caught your eye? I don't think we're going to get round to what's caught me. I just messaged you earlier in between the chat and the recording uh, on Instagram. Hobby Classic have got some, um, a picture of a Mercedes. A van. A van. It's not a train, is it? But it's an amazing looking model. I don't want one, but it's an amazing model. It's (laughs) caught my eye. You are starting to talk about slot vans every week. You know that, don't you? Really? Yeah. Oh, I could probably get a lotion for that, couldn't I? 
<laughs> no, you can get a van for it. Um, but but this this sorry, I've hit the mic there. The um, this thing looks it's tiny volume. I think it's seventy five units. Oh my word, is that all? And uh, I don't know the price. I can't imagine what the price is. But if you have to ask the units. price, you can't afford it. That's always true, isn't it? Uh, but yeah, it looks lovely, and um, I, yeah, the the desire is high. But I've, I've already got. And I got, for my birthday, thank you very much again from my sister. Uh, I got this electric um, VW van in the Jägermeister livery. Well, you can't race it. Well, you can, but um, it's just a lovely thing to have. It's nice. And every now and again, it sits in the it sits at the end of my pit lane. And every now and again, I take it for a gentle little paramble, and I I smile, which is what so it's I, all about. I meant to mention this uh, a bit ago, maybe one, maybe two. I don't know. But I watched that Dave Kennedy um, on internet and he was talking about haulers uh, which obviously is what the um, ex-colonies colonists call them um uh, it was that i think it might have been hobby classic it's the uber fluter blue wonder <laughs> viagra car uh, and truck and its car and he was going on about them being haulers and and wanting it and yada 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 how cool it was how awesome it was how fantastic it was how happy he was that it was being made etc he was being dave kennedy um mm -hmm. And I just thought, I don't, other than for modelers, people who want to put them in display cabinets, I don't get it. You don't race haulers. I mean, I suspect people will be racing the fly trains. It's, but no one's going to race that hobby classic. Well, no. I, and I have to, I agree with Dave. I think it is great that they're doing it. It's an avant slot, by the way. Um, the, oh, yes, the, sorry. The, the things we've seen of it, the pictures of the design, and I think it's early resin runs of the molding sort of thing so the um again for people who couldn't follow pedro's description of it it's a <laughs> 1950s mercedes grand prix car sat atop a, a bespoke a, a blue for want of a better description uh pickup truck but a very a very retro space punky uh truck which is real which is what mercedes used to transport the race cars around europe uh, uh for some of the cars anyway uh, in the 1950s, and it's a lovely, lovely thing. Um, and I'd, yeah. I don't deny that it's not a lovely thing. I, I don't deny it looks like it's going to be a beautiful model. I just don't understand why would you go to the bother of putting, uh, you know, a guide and a motor in it because you're not going to race it. Um, it's going to cost what? you a fortune. You'd be if you do put it on the track, you'd be scared. Or I would be scared that you'd crash it. It's like, I don't get the point, and it annoys me because it's wasting valuable resources that the world can't spare, uh, and it's not wasting them on things that I actually want. <laughs> well, uh, leaving aside the fact that you're a particularly narrow view of the world, <laughs> uh, I've got, uh, I, you know. I personally have little quad bikes. I have the aforementioned Warsteiner van. I even have a lunar buggy slot car. Yeah, that now, says a lot you, about you. I definitely can't race them. I've got a Batmobile. I've got, you know, et cetera. I think, and I, forgive me, I can't remember which one of our industry contacts told us this, but I'm sure one of them said recently they sell more non-racing liveried models than they do racing liveried models. That is depressing. But well, then, good on them, really because it means they can make some racing live rid cars. So exactly. okay. It means that people want to collect these things. That's fine. Just because you don't. <laughs> Do you know that, that sort of tolerance thing we were talking about? Oh, uh, yeah, I've got to work on that, haven't I? 
<laughs> That's what my therapist said. I got to work on that. Yeah, I don't want but, to. <laughs> you don't want to. But what you? I'll bet you you've got something which you don't race. Hmm. Have well, you got, got any vans? Oh my! You... Oh, no, I was just about to say I've got lorries, but they're racing lorries, so that's uh -huh. okay. Um, Batmobile. I don't have a Batmobile, but you know what? I do believe I need to check that. I think I've pulled the trigger on an order of a Fab One, which is very <gasps> clearly not a racing car. It's yeah. very clearly not a racing car. So oh, you're, the hypocrisy. You're, the hypocrisy. There you go. Chipping it. Anyway, what else has caught your eye apart from very expensive uh, haulers that you're not going to buy? It's uh, actually. I could every now and again. I mean, we make fun of Americanisms, don't we? But I think that one's one of the ones that makes sense because it describes what it does. It hauls stuff about. Okay, it's a, it's, it's a very good word for it. It's yeah. dangerously close to a thing that rattles my cage. Um, <laughs> let's let's be honest. There isn't much that rattles my cage. But when when you drive up and down the highways and byways of this king's country, and on the motorway you see signs that say logistics on the side of an articulated lorry it gets my goat because they're not doing logistics they're doing haulage and anytime i see a van a lorry that has haulage written on the side i want to peep my horn give him a thumbs up and say well done you are definitely hauling you're right it, it is a hauler but he's not doing logistics he's just hauling Ooh. crap from a to b maybe <laughs> storing it in a warehouse but logistics oh you're so up yourself I can, hear my, I can hear my my non-slot car friend who works for DHL getting ready. <laughs> <laughs> I th they do so much more than just run trucks around. But anyway, we, we won't get into that. We won't get into that. Um, <laughs> what else caught my eye? Did you see there's a new, a new box, and it's not from NSR this time, which is quite controversial. Um, NSR falling behind in the plastic box <laughs> championship. Um, it's another bench. I think it's a benchmark two. And this time it's got an app. Oh God! Okay, I bench <laughs> you now. I don't know what it, it does. I, all I've seen is a picture on Slot Car Passion. Other websites uh -huh. are available with news, but they're generally not as good. On Slot Car Passion, there was a picture of Bench V2, um, and it's it's a little plastic box that you put your car on, and then it talks to the app and it tells you stuff. I'm not exactly sure what. I didn't waste too much of my time looking, but the app has a little picture that says brakes. And uh, there's one that says motor. So I assume it's a rev counter of some sort. Um, and that's that. Uh, that caught my eye. And immediately I wished it hadn't. So are you going to buy one? Because you are a bit of a chassis shaver, aren't you? Well, I don't think I could use that to shave chassis. Shave chassis. It's, um, all, part, it's all part of that endless chassis shaving, axle shortening, body lightening. You know, slippery slope. Tire, what is it you do to your tires? You boil them. them and glue them. No, you don't boil the tire, <laughs> you glue and true them, mate. Glue and true them. Oh, did you see we had a comment on our YouTube video that a uh, friend of the show, I hope he's a friend of the show, um, I consider him a friend of the show, Dave Slaughterer, uh, was correcting me on that tire true of what you saw and we, I saw this is all going horribly wrong already. Um, because I, I think I said, it, I said it might be made of 3D shenanigans and he said no it's a cast in resin and he's going to do a review on it soon and i like dave and his reviews he's he's up my street he's deadpan and um drinks more coffee than i do for sure but uh, drinks drinks more coffee than anyone as far as and you'd think I that did. would wire him up he'd be like firing on all cylinders but his deadpan delivery i i um chapeau 
again. <laughs> whereas, whereas I just live on caffeine and with extra fizz, not rather than coffee. Yeah. Um, totally good. Um, well, I'm going to say because I've been so obsessed with my rally preparations, which clearly, <laughs> clearly were wasted. Um, oh, I meant to point out to you the the reason your rally preparations failed so miserably um, uh-huh. is hubs. I bet you didn't buy any hubs, did you? <laughs> no, oh, I could but, have sold you quite a few. <laughs> but but you mentioned there was a raffle for everyone who'd entered, which is very nice. Um, and I was drawn out in the raffle, and I won. Fix, bear in mind, bear, bear, no, 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 no. I would, there was a, multiple winners. I was just one of the the winners. Um, the main winner won a team slot group five. No, uh, yeah, team slot group five. Um, Escort, which was quite nice. Um, I got oh, is that some... because it was sponsored by um, staffs, Thank staff you. slot cars. Who are they? Yeah. But the, these, the little prize I got came from Red Dragon Slot Racing, who I hadn't heard of before, so that worked. Uh, but I've got some NSR tires, so you know my recent convert tires. Um, but I also got some uh, ultra soft braids, and it says thickness for race only. So I don't know whether they last literally. 20 laps and fall apart and it's a true lotus style um so uh you may find that in your christmas stocking <laughs> you just used the phrase uh i'm paraphrasing it a bit. you said something like i am a recent convert to tires that sort of implies that you were just running around on hubs before <laughs> <laughs> no no i was i would run uh a bought quite a lot of replacement tires mm. but never branded racing ones as it were so i buy things from uh wasp and other people and pendle stuff for my old flies etc sorry but wasp, these are what's wasp i don't know what it stands for but it's wasp slots if you go wasp slots w-a-s-p slots uh, they, do does, they do tires trackside figures lots of 3d oh. printing but you can ignore that oh no that's well that's a but they're, business they're, they're going to go out of business so completely yeah i know i don't flogging it flogging a dead horse but the um but the other week was the first time i bought uh, thanks to a recommendation from dave kennedy i bought nss nsr tires for my carrera gt3 cars and it was it was a bit of a revelation there was a bit of a road to Damascus moment. Um, so that's what I meant, that I'm a recent convert to go faster tyres. I'm sort of resisting. It feels like a slippy slope. I've got, I don't know how many cars I've got. Let's see, it's a thousand. If I have to buy tyres for a thousand cars, I'm going to be bankrupt. So um, anyway, we'll see. But thank you very much, Red Dragon Slot Racing, for your donation to the Abercrombie Rally. I shall, the tyres I've got are for classics, so I shall find something suitable to put those on. Good, good. I'm I'm glad. I, you mentioned your um, Carrera, and I'm still slightly miffed that I can't find, although I haven't put a lot of effort in, admittedly. When I finally descend on your abode, I am going to bring my Carrera M1 and just rip tyres off yours and see if they'll fit on mine. <laughs> um, I want that car to I... run. I love the look of it. I love it, but it's got crap tyres. Well, if you go on to Wasp Slots, none, none of these people are paying for these name checks, by the way. <laughs> Feel free to donate if you want to. But no, if you go on to Wasp Slots, I'm sure they will have. They do about 40 different tyres. They're not uh, urethanes, are they? Uh, I, always, I always think the small um, no, you, cottage, cottage you mean... industry people are putting out urethanes or silicone. 
No, no, yeah, you see, silicone you want to avoid. Urethane yes. urethane is just rubber, isn't it? It's just is another it? po- just a posh word for rubber, I think. No. I'm no chemist. I'm no chemist. Anyway, um, but they do about forty different sizes for all sorts of things. So are you bound to find wasp. something that would fit your okay. wasp slots? I will write that down now. Wasp. He'll send me a reminder two days later. What was that? What thing? was the name of that? <laughs> <laughs> The one thing which caught my eye, which if you don't like non-racing livery slot cars, you're going to be even more bemused by this, mm. uh, <laughs> is the, uh, I think it's Le Mans Miniatures. I have to, I'm pretty sure it's Le Mans Miniatures. Um, do figures both in 132nd and 124th. And they've released uh, a set for the Bugatti team. Oh, is it um, Hawaiian Tropic Bugatti team girls? No, 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 no. But nineteen twenties Bugatti, oh. Um, oh, and uh, they're fantastic. It's I mean they're, they're relatively expensive, I suppose, but they're lovely. They're sort of in overalls and little scarves and you know caps facing backwards with goggles on them and all that sort of thing. Yeah, um, that's, so I, that's a lot more clothing than the Hawaiian Tropic girls. <laughs> that's a I lot wonder more. if oh, I, I genuinely not in a smutty way, although it probably is. Uh, I hope. For the hundred celebration, um, hundredth centenary doodah thing this weekend, they do this have. This is Lamar we're talking about. I'm not yeah. not my birthday. It's Lamar, yeah. Hawaiian Tropic girls were part and parcel of um, Lamar for a long time, weren't they? They I mean, were uh, scantily clad in, in crocheted bikinis. I mean, ah, <laughs> the crochet the seventies. What a time to live. Uh, it was never a fashion I thought particularly flattering, and it's obviously what? in latter life I've been used. Well, you know, mm. we we find different things attractive. Let's yeah. leave it at that. But um, uh, yeah, Hawaiian Tropic girls. And do you remember in Formula One in nineteen eighties, early nineteen eighties, there were the Jacobatsi girls in very scanty red bikinis. No, don't remember. So. That. I'm off to uh, Google. All, all of all of which is terribly not appropriate. And I was interested, uh, an echo from my past life, that at the BTCC races at the weekend, that the Toyota team had eschewed, is that the right word? Had shunned the using of uh, scantily clad or even very well clad young ladies to be the grid number holders. We use it. Um, and they'd got in some burly blokes. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh. Better that went down well with the BTCC crowd. Uh, well, they got in burly blokes from the Mission Motorsport uh, charity, which oh, okay. uh, is a very good cause. The guys who are and they worked when I they worked with Toyota, so it was uh, it was a nice to see. And I recognised one of the guys, so it was quite good fun to see him holding. The, I don't want to get too uh, too controversial, but if they were called Grid Girls, well, they are they now with... called Grid Them or Grid Days or Grid? Grid blokes, I don't know. Well, no, you can't do that because that's genders, Scott. So they'd have to be grid thems. I think you find I can. Yeah, I think I think. Can. <laughs> can I just say before you say time to say goodbye? I was uh-huh. excited to see. I think on both the Slotit and the Pendle uh, accounts, the announcement of new stock coming in. Oh, what I did was you... so disappointed. The, the <laughs> I know where this is going. I know where One, going. <laughs> it was two white cars, and white is just no. You'd never make a white electric car. Sorry, it's just, just you don't do it. And um, and two, it wasn't the Maserati MC GT3 Paul Ricard, or indeed the BRM. I'm now getting the beer in my bonnet about the Marlboro BRM. Those I cars just you. are never going to appear. 
I told you the Maserati was made. They were on a shipping container. They were nearly here, but there was some rough seas off the Bay of Biscay. Container fell in the ocean, lost forever. Well, why didn't that happen to those chaparrales, which, as I <laughs> said to you, are just <laughs> foolish cars? Why? I don't understand the excitement for those things. They're just dull. I, that, they're white the, and they're dull. This, this very much, the fault with that very much lies with you. Chaparrales are very interesting things. Okay, in engineering real, in wise, they're interesting, but to look at they're them, very, it's like, mm, is that a GT40 uh, that went wrong somewhere? I don't know. Oh, they're quite quirky. And I think, uh, I think um, Maurizio, one of the Maurizios at Slaughter, is very fond of chaparrales. I believe that to be the case, yes. Yeah, so, so I it's think why, you'll find... It's why I have hopes, dreams, that maybe one day we'll get uh, an a RX-7. I forget the name of the cigarette company, the, the one that ran uh, Bathurst, the Great Rice. Um, Sorry, you Maurizio, it. one of the Marios is also into uh, uh, RX-7s. Oh, I see. So yes, I wonder what the connection with Chaparral was. That was a bit left no, field. It was it was Maurizio. Sorry, we're losing. Well, you the never plot. Know. We've gone on too long, Scott, and we're losing the plot. That's always the case. We Probably started laser focused, as per <laughs> on the mall, uh, as per uh, well laser focused. So and I was gonna... recording, and you weren't aware. <laughs> uh, yeah, you person. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. You said a bad word. Yeah. Uh, yes. Um. So Le Mans, back to Le Mans. Back to Le Mans. Predictions for top three. Go. I don't know who's running. Of course you bloody know who's running. It's Ferrari, it's Porsche, Toyota. Cadillac. Oh, I'm not interested in that. We've gone there. I'm not interested in the hypercars. I'm more interested in Michael Fassbender doing well. Oh, interestingly, I think from what I saw, the car is no longer in the green livery. Oh, controversial. Different... Yeah. Mm. Um, so, but, you know. I but, would uh, like, who would I like to see win? I don't think I'd like to see Ferrari win because I don't like Ferrari. I don't want the BMW twins. I don't like Beamers. It's not... not entered, so you're safe there. It's not entered? No, they're racing in America this year. They don't do the, double, the World oh, Championship until next year. I think I remember. Yes, you're quite right. I remember something about that. Um, I would like the... Jag to win. I'd like the Jag to win. <laughs> you retrospective quotes at you. Or the Mercedes. Um, <laughs> the Jag or the Mercedes. There you go. Definitely not either of those. Companies. I actually genuinely I would like to see the Glickenhaus do well. Just because of that whole plucky uh you know garagista or whatever he called them. They ha they have less professionalism. About them. I'm sure they're remarkably professional, but they're they're the little guy. Sorry, that's what I'm looking for. They're the little guy compared to the others. I think it's I sort of know what you mean, and it's very much the position for them. And I know fan favourite and all that, and I, I, particularly when they switch to the blue livery from the red one. But and you know the drivers are all very well briefed every time they get interviewed. Oh yeah, well the car hasn't been evolved, and it's the same car that we started three years ago with, and yeah, la la la, um, because we haven't got the budget. Well, you know, you've, you've had, if you've not got the budget, don't do it, you know. And if, <laughs> why haven't they got something written on the side of that car? Because is sponsorship that hard to come by? Uh, I would have thought being part of the 100th of Le Mans um, or the 100th anniversary of Le Mans, you know, surely somebody with some commercial nice could have found some sponsorships. Anyway, so I, I agree, uh, Clickenhouse is interesting, but 
the kind of opura multi-millionaire or whatever he is saying i can't really afford to buy bits for the car just weary a little bit thin uh, at this point so I've hit, I've hit a nerve with you there haven't i not a nerve i i it sounds very ungenerous of me because but i think you've got to be careful. uh someone and well i wouldn't name drop someone who someone who runs a very very high profile motorsport championship and has done so for many many years famously said to me a while ago don't feel sorry for the poor rich people mm. and uh i think that's a classic example of that one that's very true actually <laughs> the, the the line i don't know about Glickenhaus setup but uh, the line of don't feel sorry for the rich people mm. don't feel sorry for the poor rich people, poor rich people sorry yeah. not, you know rich pe people who can afford to build their own Lamar cars and go running them yeah. uh, are, are not short of a bob or two but anyway um on that somewhat controversial bombshell uh, we mustn't borrow all top gear cliches but anyway no. uh, on that damp squib <laughs> That, that, that's good. Must, you, haven't asked, you, ha you haven't asked me who I think is going to win them all. That's because you don't care, do you? I don't care. Um, who do you think is right, going right. to win them all, Scott? I hope it's Toyota. Not just because... Oh. I no offence. No offence. Uh -huh. But Toyota uh -huh. are becoming the Audi to me of uh, Le Mans um, endurance racing generally. Very clever. Well, very clever. Uh -huh. Just stop. <laughs> stop. Well, I don't want to, the reason I want them to win is that obviously I know a few of the guys and I think that's the connection which would be nice. But I think they do suffer from this, oh, they're only winning because there's nobody else there. Mm. Uh, which is not really true. But not so I would time. like I'd like them to win this time when yeah. there's Porsche and Ferrari that's because true. I think they deserve it. So uh, that's why I would like them to win. But you know, for a Ferrari win or a Porsche win A Ferrari win would be a thing, wouldn't it? I mean that would be would... a thing. And they need some consolation because their F1 team's a bit pants at the moment. But um, and I think, actually, I believe I'm not so au okay fait with them, but I think the Ferrari is the one that I like the look of the most because it's got a mad rear to it. Looks very Batmobile. Okay. Well, you've been paying more attention than I thought you had. That's good. Okay. Anyway, let's say goodbye and go and watch the race. Goodbye. I'm going to watch a race. Thanks for listening, everybody. And thank you, everybody, who leaves comments one way or another. Uh, some of them we don't fully understand, but thank you anyway. <laughs> Cheerio. Bye. Well, it doesn't ring. Good idea. And, uh, okay, I think I'm ready to go. So, um, so big, yeah, so Lamont, Abergavenny, what caught her eye? Bye and good night. Yeah. Fun, light, enthusiastic, happy. We are happy. Remember, that's it. We are. We're spreading joy. Oh, shit, can't do that. Fun and enthusiastic. Fun and enthusiastic. Joy. Mm. Toy cats. Toy cars. Look, mm. I, I can have fun with a shitty team slot. One, one, one. Can I just point out? You are aware I'm recording this. No, you're not. Are you? Yeah, no, the thing's not. recording. You. Disconnect. No, yeah, isn't. look at the 43 seconds, 45 seconds, 46 seconds. You actually missed the countdown. I completely missed the countdown. Well, don't use this then, I didn't know. I didn't oh, use it. Don't use it. <laughs> All, right. All right, so I've got to start, have I? Okay. So you've got to start, yeah. That's... Oh, give me professionals. Count, count me in, count me in.
in. <laughs> is that because is that because you can't count? <laughs> right. <laughs>